with Counselor Mandy Bird. Here, you'll learn practical tools for navigating your losses and hear inspiring real-life stories from courageous people who have moved through their losses and found hope, their own authenticity, and how to give back to the world. And now, your host, Counselor Mandy. Welcome to Finding Hope. This is Counselor Mandy Bird, and I'm telling you guys, I have something so, I mean, this is so exciting for me. We have author Jeff Brown with us on Finding Hope today. Hey there, Jeff. Hey, Mandy. Good to be with you. Thank you so much. And as always, for me, it is such a blessing to have the amazing Cindy Bolero hold it all together for Finding Hope. Hey there, Cindy. Hey there. I am happy to be here today, and I am happy to introduce our guest today. Born in Toronto, Canada, Jeff did all the things he was supposed to do to become successful in the eyes of the world. But then, on the verge of opening a law practice, he heard a little voice inside telling him to stop, just stop. With great difficulty, he honored this voice and began a heartfelt quest for the truth that lived inside of him. Jeff is now the author of six best-selling books, Soul Shaping, Ascending with Both Feet on the Ground, Love It Forward, An Uncommon Bond, Spiritual Graffiti, and Grounded Spirituality. He is also the founder of the Soul Shaping Institute and Enrealment Press. And we are very happy to welcome, to, welcome you to our show, Jeff. Excellent. Good to be with you. Let's do it. So, Jeff, I first learned about you from my dear friend and colleague and mentor, Krista Adi, learned about you and about your work, and also from our dear mutual beloved friend, Andrew Harvey. And I have to say, for me, I am always searching for depth and searching for other souls that will have great bravery and courage to say how they see the world and that aren't hiding from hard truths or hiding from deep grief. And this podcast, Finding Hope, is really um, my heart's desire during the pandemic to um, I asked myself, you know, what can my creative response be during these difficult days? And I wanted to um, have the opportunity to speak to leaders and people that have pushed all their chips in to make a difference in their work, to give back and to help others. And your work is quite incredible in that you have really um, taken on um, not only the spiritual community, but also the psychological community around calling people to um, bring, bring truth, bring reality, bring depth, and, and, I'm, and I'm hungry for it and so touched by it. So I wanted to give our listeners an opportunity to hear a little bit about your story first about, you know, what would you say has, you know, broken your own heart and brought you into your own giving back into the world? 
That's a great question. Um, I mean, I think that for whatever reason, and maybe it has something to do with the state of my soul coming into this life or, and some other, you know, interactive experiences throughout my childhood. Um, I seem to always kind of lean back in the direction of, of the value of feelings, (laughs) this thing called feelings, you know? Um, and you know, I had every reason in my early life to armor my heart and armor my consciousness. And I certainly had many phases when I was doing that, but I have a, I have a memory of, of really beautiful and profound experiences of deep feeling at an early age and living in a crazy family battlefield. I remember at a very young age, making the conscious choice to keep my heart open. Um, I didn't have words for it then, but, I just kept crying, tantruming, and raging my way through it. Um, my siblings didn't. They repressed things, armored against things, defended and disguised, and did what they had to do to manage this crazy battlefield. And as a result, had a number of very serious uh, problems functioning in the world uh, later in life. And I, for whatever reason, just kept feeling my way home. Um, and so even when I then kind of defended against feeling and became a little bit more rigidified or a bit more of a head tripper in an effort to sort of, you know, create a life for myself in the world, um, I always came back to this well of feeling. And I think my work as a result in the world now, the work that I'm doing around grounded spirituality and various other things really comes back to that a kind of originating decision around staying true to my heart and experiencing reality through the feeling body. Um, so, you know, when I eventually, you know, went into law and, and was articled in Canada, you apprenticed for a year and I articled with our most famous lawyer, Eddie Greenspan, we did a major murder trial together. And so I really went deeply, deeply into my mind um, and I love being in my mind. But when I came out of that experience, my heart and my soul and however they're intertwined just kept pulling me back into another direction in my life. And I didn't really want to spend my life just being a super brilliant head tripper, trial lawyer guy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to do something in the world that helped more people and that emanated more from my benevolent heart rather than the malevolent heart that often takes over in those really combative environments. And and I think that's the really the primary thread that moves through my work. It's, it's trying to bring all of us back deeply into the heart and not to discredit the mind altogether, but so, so that the functioning of the mind emanates from the heart and soul. So you, you know, it's like a, a useful and a practical tool that allows you to actualize your soul and your heart's intentions, but, but it doesn't rule the roost anymore. Um, so when I went and did body psychology with Al Lowen, when I did holotropic breath work, all of that work was about my trying to get deeply into my heart. And I think one of the main reasons why I've stood so firmly against what I call patriarchal spirituality in the new cage movement is because these are bifurcated dissociative models that don't move from and within the heart. They claim to, but if you look closely, they're too superficial or too split off or too dissociated to actually be enheartened. And I'm pretty much convinced we're not going to make the world a better place if we're not moving from our hearts. Mm. It's so powerful what you're saying. I mean, it touches me all the way down to my toes. It's, it's so refreshing and um, and also so, um, you know, beautifully paradoxically scary at the same time. You know, is right. that um, for me as um, I've been in private practice as a psychotherapist for almost 30 years and 
you know, calling people, if you will, back to their heart and, and, and learning to feel their feelings, their authentic feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And, and finding your work and seeing how you have, you know, chosen to powerfully, you know, take a stand around, um, around the heart and the wisdom of the heart and the connection with our feelings and with our body and how that takes us into our authenticity. And that in fact, so many of the teachings that are out there right now take us away from feeling and take us away from the depth of our heart and don't allow us to dive into our authenticity. Right. Right. They don't want, I mean, most of patriarchal spirituality, I mean, look at Eckhart Tolle's work. I call him dead heart Tolle because really we know, if he thinks that witnessing your pain body, like you're talking about a car part, is actually an experience of transformation and awakening, he's got another thing coming. Because if you yeah. can't go deep into the heart of that feeling and into that material and transform in the heart of that material, you're never, ever going to find your way to anything real in this world. You know, I think for me, the interesting experience that I had is, is I talking grounded spirituality about the relationship between the here and the why. And the reason I do that is because I found that I couldn't find my why, my purpose, whatever you want to call it, your callings, your gifts, your offers, unless I was deeply inside of my emotional and physical body. I would get more clarity as to purpose and path when I cleared emotional debris, often somatically through the body itself. If I didn't Mm. do that, if I was all bunked up with this material, if I was just head tripping and being like a medicator meditator type, I just became an automaton. And when I was an automaton, I wasn't here. And if I wasn't here, I couldn't access the why. Um, so for me, the last step to becoming a writer was going to Harbin Hot Springs for two weeks, doing deep, deep somatic release work, smashing the ground in the forest, crying and weeping in the warm pool after one watsu after another, water shiatsu after another, really opening the body and letting whatever was held below the armor in my body to move on through. And at the end of that moving on through, there was enough space inside for me to access or get clarity about my path. And I now had energy to actually manifest it in the world. I came home and started writing and I haven't stopped writing ever since. And so, you know, for me, this question of getting inside of the heart and understanding and embodying the experience of the heart and the soul, it's not just a concept. I don't think you can find your path in this world without it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what's so powerful that you're saying is this, invitation into trusting our feelings and diving into the body, not avoiding, you know, not denying, but truly trusting, truly allowing. And then the experiences that you had of going, going into it, going after it within your own body to intentionally release it. And what then came is this incredible non- like gushing river of creativity. And as you said, right. your writing right. hasn't right. stopped. Um, right. So because I experience we, it as an encoded path. I, I think our path is encoded in us. I think we come hmm. in with encoded path. 
And that's not a cerebral construct. The only way we access that path is getting more intimate with and going deeper inside of our body cavern to excavate our findings, to excavate Mm -hmm. our clarity and directionality. And you can't go deeply into the body and the physical and emotional body unless you're willing to clear the emotional armor that's blocking your access to your path and your truth. You know, and I want to say that, you know, we are... I can say here in, in America, we are um, constantly, all the message or messages are about taking us away from depth, depth of feeling sure, of and disconnecting sure. us from our bodies. And, and again, this is why um, working with Chris for so many years has been so appealing to me. I've I've worked and trained with Chris for over 20 years and, um, and have no plans on stopping. And, um, and why your work is so appealing to me is that it's about the depths and going into, I mean, you, you have, to me, you've been speaking the unspeakable and that's what I adore. I mean, you're, you're saying, you know, calling, calling out, as you said, you call the new age movement, the new cage movement, um, that a, a word from grounded spirituality, you said they wanted the benefits related to the claim of enlightenment without having to do the challenging work of emotional healing and ethical transformation. Well, the whole system is based on self-avoidance masquerading as awakening. That's the man game. I am a master. I am an awakened and realized enlightened being, even though my entire personal life is a complete and utter fucking mess. So once you see enough of that, you realize we're just playing a little game together. It has nothing to do with real spirituality. It has nothing to do with embodiment. It has nothing to do with pushing the collective needle forward. It has to do with somebody bashing the ego while living completely in the heart of the unhealthy ego, pretending they've somehow transcended the human experience. I mean, think about it. This ridiculous version of non-duality, what they call the Advaita movement, what I call the avoidant movement, it's predicated on the whole idea. It's premised on the whole idea that, you know, they nullify the emotional body, your story, your physical body, your ego. They blame mm-hmm. your mind. They, they basically remove everything human and difficult to work through, resolve, and integrate from the spiritual field and claim to be in a unity consciousness field. How can you be claiming to be unified if you completely dissociated mm-hmm. from your human experience? It's completely and utterly preposterous in so many ways. Yeah. So when I started writing this stuff, I didn't know anyone writing this stuff. You know, and I know I must have been saying something significant because I have all the hostile emails and death threat emails in a gigantic, ever-growing folder that absolutely (laughs) indicates I was saying, listen, there's nothing angrier than an angry Buddhist. Trust me about this. I can't tell you how many hate letters I've gotten from gentle, soft-talking, detachment-oriented Buddhists in the last five to ten years. So we're on to something. The question is, so now what? You know, we're in a culture, not just the spiritual world, but consumerism preys on the uncentered. They want you uncentered. They want you self-hating. They want you not Mm. embodied because then you'll keep buying stupid things that you think will make you feel better. You know, all of the whole system is predicated on your not being in your centered authenticity in order to function. And that's really why Trump, one big reason why Trump is the president. Yes. I, I, I want to ask you if you would, not mind repeating that sentence again about preying on 
they want yep. us to be uncentered. Will you will you expand Absolutely. on that? That that is so yeah. incredible. Absolutely. So the nature of the unconscionable capitalist structure, as opposed to the only kind of capitalism that will work, which is a more of a conscious capitalistic structure, right? The nature of the unconscionable system is to have you feel like shit about yourself. You yeah. you hate yourself. You're not in your body. Yeah. You're not centered. Consumerism preys on the uncentered. Um, Pseudo-enlightenment yep. preys on the uncentered. All of these models where you're godjectifying the guru, where you're worshipping the money-making president, as it turns out, he doesn't have very much money, but that's not, not no surprise. The whole system is based on a kind of falsity, and it's really based on getting you so shamed, so unsure of yourself, so not on your own centered and true path that religious, corporate, marketing, some political structures can completely exploit you. Because if you don't know yourself, if you're not in your body, you don't know your intuition, you don't know what you want, you don't know who you are, all you do is start imitating everybody else in the suburb, that's what ends up happening. And then they've got you. They can just swing yeah. you from one new car to one new house to one new shopping store. You know, I mean, I've always said about yeah. the shopping mall, which is, of course, the new temple. If it was such a wonderful and effective place to go, why do you have to go the next day and do it again? I mean, really, you have to do it that often because it'll never help you to get yeah, into your body right. or find your way to your path because that exists completely independent of all of these distracting constructs. So deep grief, you know, that aching, painful grief of I, I want more. I want spiritually more. I want to know my being. I want to know the divine knowing that this is the world that we're living in right now, what, what support and feedback do you give um, people that are, are seeking? Um, I mean, what, what, what do you recommend to these folks who say, man, I hear you. I believe you. I see it. And, and tell me what, what's a step I can take? Uh, you can go into therapy. You can do some somatic psychotherapy practices and start clearing the emotional debris and the material that you're holding generationally and from this lifetime so that you can access an experience of self that is centered and clarified and integrated and healed or healed enough to begin to access more information as to why you're here in this lifetime. If you don't do the work to get here, to get in your body, to get integrated, to, you know, identify the ways in which you functioned in a fragmented way in order to stay alive, you know, not to berate it or to shame it or discredit it, but just to acknowledge it. And then to begin to do the work to come back into an experience of yourself as a centered and integrated person with a core sense of self. You have to do that work. Because if you mm -hmm. don't do that work, you're never going to find your purpose. So I do a lot of session work and have courses and people often say, you know, I want to know why I'm here. I want to know what I'm called to do. And, and my belief is at this stage of human development, sociologically, our sacred purpose is to do work within the emotional body itself. Um, I think mm. that there is centuries of material that has accumulated and has reached a tipping point. And we absolutely have to do the work to get here because if we're not here, we'll never find our purpose. And if we're not here energetically and emotionally here, we'll absolutely never figure out how to fix our planet and our species uh, because we're, we're not 
able until we reach a certain stage of self-actualization and wholeness to begin to then deal with everything outside of ourselves. It's a natural movement. Once you feel like you're kind of clear enough and healthy enough and you're called enough, you start thinking about what you can do for the world outside of you. We can't get there because everyone's so damn dissociated. Everyone's so drugged yeah. out and drunk and everybody's yeah. so overwhelmed by dumbed down versions of news and social media and all the rest of it that there is no center anymore. You know, when you mm. encounter common sense nowadays, you're shocked by it. You know, yeah. it seems almost yeah. freakish to encounter common yeah. sense. Um, so I think the first step is just do some kind of therapeutic practice that allows you mm -hmm. to clear the debris and to get more centered. And, and that has to be the first step. And that's the primary step forward. I love that. That's so encouraging because that's something that the individual can do. I mean, we can reach out mm -hmm. for that support and, and around, around get to, getting centered. Um, I think that's incredible. I mean, basically I'm getting that, you know, what you're saying is that a part of our individual giving back or our sacred activism is mm -hmm. doing this emotional work that we're, you know, that I, Mandy, would am doing my individual part to help shift um, the collective mm -hmm. unconscious. Um, Absolutely. That is, you you got yeah. to get here. You're the tipping point. You got to get here. And, yeah. and, and if you're here, your why will show up. And when you find your why, so for me, writing has been my why for a period of time. When I can get inside of that why, it brings me back into the here because it is my sacred purpose, my portal to that experience of unity consciousness coming back through me, through my body itself. The problem with the spiritual, so-called spiritual world is the version of presence. They use things like the power of now and be here now and presence, Ram Dass and be here now. None of them were really here, right? This is a game they're playing to convince themselves yeah. they're here and to convince everyone else to buy their here now products. But if you really look at them, feel into them, look closely at their lives, you'll realize they're not actually here. And as a result, they are not people who can take people back here because they're not here mm -hmm. yet. So for me, mm -hmm. psychotherapists, good quality, truly present centered psychotherapists are the truest spiritual teachers on the planet, the only real ones, because they're actually trying to bring people back into an experience of wholeness, not just the perfection or mastery of a singular thread of consciousness while completely nullifying and ignoring everything else. Wow. I, I, woo! <laughs> I love that. I mean, we got to get, that listen, is... listen, you want to get rid of Trump. You want to, you want to deal with, we got a climate change problem. We got a much bigger problem than Trump, Yeah. but you want to get rid of all these distractors, all these lunatics, sociopaths like him, you know, you, we got to get here. So people are yelling and screaming at Trumpians, you know, why can't you see it? Why can't, well, they're not, first of all, they're in a survivalist consciousness, so they don't even know what you're talking about. And second of yeah. all, because they're in a survivalist consciousness, they're in a fragment of themselves, but they're not mm -hmm. in an experience of wholeness. There's no inclusivity internally, so they can't begin to understand what you're talking about, external inclusivity. They're not internally inclusive. They're all fractured and cut off from parts. Yeah. Their hearts are closed. They're armored, survive. So, the work is to figure out how do we create a world where everybody's here. Yeah. And when everybody's yeah. here, everyone will start to know why they're here. And when you know why you're here, the last thing you want to do is cause harm to humanity or the planet. Oh, man. But first, Amen you better get that. Yeah.
So I, I want to ask you this question. I know that we'll be closing soon. And, and, I, and I really mean this honestly with, with all my heart. It's, you know, Jeff, what right now at this time in history, what is bringing you hope? What is really touching you and, and giving you hope right now? I mean, I, you know, I mean, I know that it's, we're overwhelmed by, by the whole fascistic zeitgeist emanating from the U.S. right now. Plus, we're in a pandemic. Plus, climate change is the real thing hanging over us long term. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I see, I see wonderful signs of hope. I see, you know, people have been so pushed up against their stuff that while there is a whole part of the population that's just dissociating further and, you know, the IQ, a non movement and all that nonsense. Um, there's also a percentage of people. And I know from people downloading my courses and making contact with me that are now pushed to go deeper into their bodies to do the real work we need to do. Um, I think the black lives matters movement, all of that stuff to me, this took this thing to a whole different level, a level that it had to go to where, you know, people who are resistant or who kind of understood it theoretically but didn't really feel it, they really started to understand what this is about and began to understand something deeper about inclusivity. So I think while we are getting more and more dumbed down in certain pockets of the culture, we're getting wiser and more depthful. Um, and I think the fact that spirituality is now getting called out. It was like the great sacred cow. It was like you could debate anything, but God forbid you should say anything about spirituality. It was like the guru had set it up, no gossip, no anger. This is how they manipulate people. They could do anything <laughs> yeah. they wanted. So I started to see that. I go, well, that's convenient. You know, enlightenment and morality aren't inextricably linked. Well, that's convenient, you know. So now a lot of people are doing this, are starting to have this conversation because I think if you don't clean up spirituality with millions and billions of people moving in the direction of it or already inside of that, we got a real problem. We got a whole bunch of con theorists that have gone crazy. We got a bunch of new cagers thinking Trump is the second coming. This is deadly dangerous and insanely dangerous messaging. And I see signs though that on the other side of it, there are tons of somatic psychotherapy people springing up everywhere. Somatic experiencing is going wild. I would like to see stronger charge stuff like bioenergetics and core energetics get stronger holotropic breathwork as well. I'd love to see much bigger movements happening around that. And I, but I do, I do see signs of forward movement um, in the heart of this craziness. Oh, I'm so glad. I mean, let me that just say, let me, me just say, let me just say, sorry. So for me, Trump, just to, yeah. because we're all in that right now with this nonsense. Yes. For me, Trump is, you know, Mitch McConnell. I mean, have you ever seen eyes as dead as those? I don't think so. Um, mm -hmm. These are old T-Rexes. This is like the end of the T-Rex. The T-Rex knows he's done. He knows his yeah. consciousness is finished and he's going to just eat the world one last time. So I try to stay focused on the fact that it's the last time not yeah. on the eating the world part, right? <laughs> you know, I think this is the end of a consciousness that doesn't serve us. And so mm -hmm. I think there is a reason to have faith right now, even in the heart of all of this. So for our listeners, where can they find you to study with you, to sign up for one of your courses? Right. So jeffbrown.co, I have five audio downloads there. My new 
abandonment wound healing course is, is doing incredibly well right now, I guess, because partly because we're in a abandoning feeling pandemic. Um, my books are there and on Amazon and elsewhere. I also have a soulshapinginstitute.com website where I teach. I'm teaching a writing course shortly there. Um, my publishing business in realman.com. Um, I've also I've published Andrew Harvey and Chris Sade's beautiful book, Evolutionary Love Relationships. I have a film called Carmageddon at carmageddonthemovie.com. They can check out if they'd like, and, and they can just join me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm there often, too often, I think. <laughs> Jeff, we so cherish your time and, and your generosity. Thank you for being on Finding Hope. And I personally treasure your um, the strength of your love warrior voice. So, so grateful for you. My pleasure. Thanks for supporting me, Mandy. All right. Take good care. Thank you for being with us on Finding Hope. You can find and follow me on Instagram at Counselor Mandy and on Facebook at Mandy Bird.